Well, hey everybody, it's Luke here from Lifehouse in Osaka. So excited to be able to share God's word with you guys today. So wherever you're from, whatever campus you are from around the world, welcome to church today. Hope you give yourselves a big hand. Turn to somebody and say, welcome to church, whoever you're with. Right now, the word of God is going to speak to you. It's going to be great. I'm just going to pray and then we're going to get into it. Okay, here we go. Jesus, you're amazing. Speak to us today. Our hearts are open to you. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, today we're going to get into a lead up towards Easter is coming. The biggest celebration on the Christian calendar is Easter. It's where we celebrate everything that Jesus has done for us. So today we are going to kick it off with, we're going to talk about the importance, the value, the power of communion, the power of communion. Next week, we're going to be sharing about the crucifixion of Jesus and all that he did for us on that cross. It's going to be a powerful day. And then Pastor Rod is going to share on the resurrection, on Resurrection Sunday. So get ready for that. We're going to have just, I know each campus around the world, we're going to have special things happening uh, for children and for yourself. So please get ready for Easter. It's going to be a great celebration. So Easter is a time to really consider deeply about what is really important. And I love this because we're going to talk about communion in a moment, but um, communion is a time to think about what is the most important thing in our life. And when the Apostle Paul talked about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we're going to read this together. He lays out so clearly what is central, what is really important to this faith life, this following Jesus life that we're living. So we're going to read this in verse 3. Okay, here we go. It says, For I have shared with you what I have received and what is of utmost importance. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It says, The Messiah died for our sins, fulfilling the prophecies of the Scriptures. He was buried in a tomb and was raised from the dead three days later. That's our Jesus. Come on, guys. It's amazing. Uh, As foretold in the Scriptures, And then he appeared to Peter the Rock and to the twelve disciples. He also appeared to more than 500 of his followers at the same time, most of whom are still alive while I'm writing this, though some have passed away. And today I want to talk to you about communion. Now, many times at the first of the month, we do communion together and my daughter loves communion. Lucy, she loves communion. She comes up to me. She doesn't know how to say communion properly. It's just one of those things that kids, you know, kids. And she comes up to me and she often says, Daddy, are we going to have community today? And I say, Lucy, it's communion. And she says, yeah, Daddy, community. I love community. But the funny thing is I'm looking into this scripture. I'm looking into the word. It's actually almost exactly the same word, the word koinonia, the, the word for communion. It's where we actually get the word community from. It's it's this this word that means community or it means together, but not just together like we just happen to be together, but we're together for a purpose. It's this this thing about we're getting together for something important. And I love this. This is important for uh, for families. This is important for 
uh, marriages, that we come together, we unify around things that are important and we leave behind things that are not so important, things that divide us that are not important. We should come together around the things that really unite us. And for the church, for us followers of Jesus, communion. Communion is where it's at. Jesus only told us, commanded us to do two, I guess what you could say is to hold on to traditions. It's two things. It's baptism. That's number one. That's a one-time thing, usually a one-time thing where we where we we, we go through a thing of that's going to change our life forever. It's a public declaration of our faith. And if you haven't been baptized, a public declaration of your faith is so powerful. I believe God will bless that. And Jesus says, that's the very next step after you receive him. And it's a powerful, powerful thing. The other thing that he said, number two, is communion. He said, always do communion. Keep on doing communion. Keep on coming together for the purpose of focusing on what is the most important thing. And I love that Jesus used the picture of food to bring us together and to focus on what's really important. So for the church, we just heard the Apostle Paul talk about it. The thing that brings us together is what Jesus has done for us. You and I, we're the same. We are all sinners who have been saved by Jesus. We are all people who have fallen short. We are we are normal people. We're a church full of average, ordinary people who have an amazing God who has saved us, who has died on a cross, who has risen again from the dead. He's alive today and he's made us new and we have an eternal relationship with him. Let's give God a huge hand. This is the salvation that we have, and this is what we focus on at Easter. And and every time we do communion, we remember what is really, really important. So this um, this week, I actually am celebrating uh, 12 years of marriage to my wife, Izumi. And uh, shout out, Izumi. Love you. Amazing. And uh, it, it's a special time. So we're going to have a, a great... Um, meal around a beautiful table i'm sure there there may be candlelight on the table um there could be gifts exchanged uh there could be just um flowers given who knows something magical could happen but it's going to be a beautiful time and, and what i've what i've discovered is many of the important things in life are celebrated around a table many of life's big things are celebrated around the table and Jesus was no different. Jesus knew how to take an ordinary table, an ordinary situation, and turn it into a special moment. He knew how to create wonderful, amazing, life-changing, unforgettable moments with his disciples. And, and he was doing this when it came to communion. They were together um, celebrating. And he was about to go to the cross and he wanted to create this moment with his disciples. And we are going to read it together, this special moment. It's in Mark chapter 14, verse 22. So here we go. We're going to read it together, all right? It says, As they were dining, Jesus took the bread and he blessed it. And he broke it and he gave it to his disciples. And he said to them, Receive this. This is my body. Then taking the cup of wine and he Giving thanks to the Father, he declared the new covenant to them. He started preaching about this new life happening. And each one of them drank the cup. 
And he said to them, this is my blood which seals the new covenant poured out for many. I tell you the truth, I will not drink again the vine, the fruit of the vine until the day comes when we drink together in the feast of my father. Then he sang a hymn, they sang hymns together, and they went out to the mountain of olives. Can you imagine this moment? An incredible moment of just their eyes being opened to a whole new kingdom that was about to happen, a whole new, a whole new life, a whole new thing that was about to take place. And they're right in the middle of it. And uh, what a powerful moment. I've, I've actually got right here for you guys, I've got some bread. I've actually got a bit of a feast here because communion wasn't just a little piece of bread and a bit of juice in Jesus' time. Jesus' time, I mean, it was a celebration. It was huge. It was a, it was a party. And I think it kind of looked more like this, but maybe bigger with a lot of people. When Jesus had his communion, there would have been a lot of people, it would have been his disciples, would have been their families, would have been kids around. It was it was a family party with a lot of people there. It would have been a lot of celebration. And I can just imagine it just like this. So why don't we just take a little seat over here? And I want to talk to you a little bit about the bread and about the wine that Jesus told his disciples about. So when Jesus did his communion, it wasn't like a bit of bread and a bit of juice in a small cup. When he did his communion, it was it was a party. It was a big feast. There was this meat at this table right now, but there would have been a whole bunch of people at this table. He obviously had his 12 disciples, plus he would have had their uh, families. If they had families, they would have had um, children if there was children. Uh, there would have been extended um, more friends. It was actually a, a big deal, this, this party. So uh, when we see the pictures of, you know, uh, the paintings of everyone sitting on the same side of the table posing for the camera, <laughs> that's actually probably not really what it was like. It, it would have been very much like relaxed. I'm at a high table at the moment, but it would have been very much like a, a um, low tables, a lot of cushions, a lot of um, lounging around, a lot of fun. A lot of celebration, you know, oftentimes when you see communion, I know when I was a kid, I thought about communion as very solemn, as a time for me to feel bad about myself and to feel sorry for Jesus. But that's actually not what communion was. Communion was a celebration of God, but then also there was this incredibly important moment in the middle of that celebration where Jesus brought everything else into focus of what was really important. And Jesus, like he always does, he uses incredible illustrations to illustrate big spiritual truths. He says, this is like this. And people go, oh, okay, I can understand it. So he takes this bread. Um, I've got some bread here. He takes this bread and he breaks it, okay? And they would have remembered many times, you've read this in the scripture where Jesus talks about, I am the bread of life, you know? And he talked about, you know, men cannot live on bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God, meaning the word of God, which means Jesus, everything that our life comes from Jesus. And he takes this bread and which they've all heard him preach about many times. He would have preached that message many times in many villages and he breaks it and he says, this is my body which is going to be broken for you. And everyone's thinking, okay, this is different than your other messages that you've preached before. And he says, take it and receive it. And uh, so much of this, the concept of salvation is this concept of being made whole. And 
one of the things that you really need to understand about the Christian faith is the great exchange that happened on the cross was Jesus was broken so that you and I could be made whole. So his body was broken so that our bodies could be healed. We, we is the great exchange of all of our junk for all of his righteousness, all of our sin for all of his being made right with God, all of our brokenness for his healing. This is our amazing Jesus. This is what happens at the cross. And this is why communion is so powerful is if you need healing in your life, this is another opportunity for us to pray and believe for healing in your life. This is so powerful. One of the buzzwords around right now in the world is holistic living. I want to be into holistic living. Um, I want to know my farmer. I want to um, eat local food. I want to be healthy. Uh, I want to be into mindfulness, all of this stuff. And it's a lot of pursuit of becoming whole. But you know what the truth is? This is not old. This, this is not new. This is old. If you want to become whole, the answer is it's so simple. The answer is Jesus, who was broken for us, makes us whole. He, his life makes us whole. And if you're searching for wholeness, if you're searching for holistic living, what you're actually searching for, it's Jesus. If you receive Jesus into your life, He will make you whole. Wholeness comes from Jesus. What does wholeness mean? It just means to be made complete. So many of us are searching for stuff. Searching, um, you know, either it's through uh, money or experiences or adrenaline or the latest fad or technology or buying equipment or whatever it is, fame. We're searching for wholeness, but what we end up finding is brokenness. But in Jesus's brokenness on that cross, what we find is we find real wholeness. We find, I'll just drop that bread, sorry. We find real wholeness when we look to Jesus. This is so powerful. So today, if there's something in your life and you think it's just not right, I've been searching for so much stuff, but it's not fulfilling me. I want to tell you, Jesus wants to bring everything back into focus. The life that you're searching for comes from Him. He is the source of life. He is the bird of life. And if you if you eat Him today, I believe He will make you whole. And then He goes on to say, He goes on to take this wine and um, it was real wine. It wasn't juice. It was it was real wine. But today we have real wine. We, we don't have real wine. We have juice, okay? <laughs> we have juice here today in the studio. Um, but um, have you ever heard this saying, I built this. I built this with my own blood, sweat, and tears, man. And people talking about their own success. And, and you know, many times that is, that is not really true. But um, for Jesus, this, this new covenant, this new relationship with God that we enjoy, it, you know, it kind of is true that that it was really built through the blood of Jesus, um, that Jesus uh, put everything into. He gave his whole life so that you and I could have a brand new relationship with God. Today, Jesus offers us this same cup. It's, a, it's the cup of forgiveness. It's the cup of you don't deserve this, but you're gonna, I'm going to offer it to you anyway. That's God. It's this cup of forgiveness is, is not because we've earned it or because we're perfect people, but it's because of the goodness of God. And if you ever wondered, if you ever think like, am I good enough to receive communion? Am I, am I, is it okay for me to receive um, 
uh, the important thing you need to understand is that Jesus actually gave uh, this communion. He actually gave it to Judas, who was at the table. Judas, if you don't know who Judas is, he's a character in the Bible who's probably the worst character in the Bible. He's probably one of the worst people ever to live. He's the person who betrayed Jesus to death. And yet Jesus, knowing what he was about to do, offered him communion. He offered him the cup of forgiveness. So today, no matter how distant you feel, no matter how backwards or backslidden you feel from God right now, I want to encourage you, God is offering you the cup of forgiveness. He's offering you the bread of new life and being made whole again. He's offering that to you. And the question he says, Jesus asks, please receive it. He says, take this cup and receive it. Why is that important? Because there was 11 guys at this table who they received it and they changed the world. There was one guy, Judas. He he took the cup. He was there. He was in the room. He was experiencing the moment, but he didn't receive it. He didn't receive communion into his life. He didn't receive the forgiveness. He didn't receive the new life. And I just, I don't want anybody to miss the life of God that he has for you. I don't want you to miss that. I don't want you to sit and hear a message and say, that's great, but not really receive it. If there's anything that's stopping you from receiving, I'm to give that to God whether it's religious thinking or maybe just self-loathing, thinking I'm not good enough or whatever it is, or maybe it's someone that you've heard someone say that you're not good enough to take it, whatever. Give that to God. If Judas can take it, if Judas was offered it, then you can be offered it as well. I would encourage you to receive communion today because it is really, really powerful, really powerful. So we're going to get into... um, we're going to get into taking communion and just uh, a couple of a few quick thoughts that I have for you in a moment. Um, but I'm really I'm really praying that you that you feel the power of communion today. I hope that you experience that today. It's going to be powerful. So we're going to take communion in a moment. So if you have something ready, then um, that's wonderful. If you don't, please grab something. Okay, there's lots to choose from here, right? Um, I've got lots of different stuff. The point is, I wanted to show you just with all this variety, it doesn't matter what's in your hand. It matters that do you receive the cup? Do you receive it? And do you receive the life? Whatever you're taking, it could be the the grape of life. <laughs> that doesn't matter. It could be the, uh, I've got the uh, the chocolate of life. It could be that, the biscuit of life. Whatever it is, receive the life today that God has for you. Um, that receive God's forgiveness today. So here's, here's just a couple of thoughts for you. Number one, communion, we need to receive it. We have to receive it. I'd encourage you to receive it. Um, don't just eat something and drink something. Receive the power of communion. Pray, pray, pray for it to come into your life. I believe God will answer your prayer. If you have needs in your life, it's time to pray. If you have a need for healing in your life, it's time to pray. Maybe you prayed before and you haven't seen that breakthrough yet, but now's another chance to, to pray again, receive communion again. The second thing I would just say to you is, is it's time to be thankful. It's not a solemn time. It's a time to, for thankfulness. And, uh, and that's why I love that every, every it's, it, it, we do this around food. It's like many of us eat, you know, every day. I hope you're eating every day. Um, and 
And it's that, that daily reminder every time we eat food, you know, my family, we sit around a table and I'm sure similar to your family, we sit around the table, we hold hands and we give grace. You know, grace is that tradition of, of communion. It's really where it comes from is we sit around the table and we say, thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done for us. Thank you, Jesus, for this and that. And my kids love to pray and thank God for stuff in their own little special hearts, their own way. And my wife and I, we pray together. And every day is a new opportunity to remember what is important. And every table where communion happens is a new chance for real community to happen. I believe this could heal marriages. I believe it could heal families as we bring what is important back into focus in our lives on the regular, maybe daily, every time we eat together. I believe it can bring so much healing into your home, so much healing into your life, into your body, in your mind, in, in just, just everything in your life. It's so powerful. Be thankful. Jesus is alive. He's with you. And lastly, I would just like to say is it's a chance to realign everything in our lives. It's just a chance to realign everything to Jesus being the center of everything in my life. Jesus is the center. And I love that because he's at the center of the table. Every time we eat together, every time we take communion, every time we get together with a purpose, this is what we do in church and connect groups and every meal we have, it's Jesus in the center. It's a reminder that Jesus is in the center of our lives. And so maybe for you, that means changing a priority. Maybe it means Jesus knocking on the door of your heart right now and saying, it's time to forgive somebody or ask for forgiveness, or maybe it's time to get that worshipful heart back and start being thankful again. Maybe God's saying something in your life needs to be realigned, where God is in the center again. Whatever that is, just today, just say yes to God. Just say yes. Whatever God's saying to you right now, just say yes to Him. This is a moment to bring everything that is not important out of the picture and everything that is important, bring it back into focus. This is communion. It's powerful. So we're going to pray and we're going to take communion together. And uh, I believe God's going to touch your life right now. Okay. All right. So I'm going to take the bread. Have you noticed that there's always these awkward moments when we take communion and as a preacher, I've heard someone's watching you eat and this is awkward silences, but it's okay. Um, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be good. Okay, let me pray. Jesus, thank you. Uh, we love you. Thank you for all that you've done for us. Thank you for your body broken for us. And I pray for healing and wholeness in people's lives today. That, that wholeness they've been searching for, they would find in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's eat together. Okay, let's do it. Thank you, you Amazing. And uh, if you've got a drink, whatever drink you've got in front of you, coffee, whatever it is, um, I've, got some, I've got some juice here, some grape juice. Um, but whatever you have is great. So we're going to pray, okay? Jesus, thank you for forgiveness. We receive it today. We receive it, God. The, just the amazing, huge love of God, which is poured out for us, the new covenant which is based on not how good we are, but how good you are. God, we receive it today. I pray to come, it would fill every part of our lives, that we would drink deeply from your forgiveness and from your, your righteousness, God, that's making us brand new. 
And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take the string together. Thank you, God. Love you. Amen. Amen. And we just pray, God, for all these people watching, God, at home, wherever they are, I pray you would come into the center of their lives. Jesus, we pray every time we eat together, every time we're with people, God, on purpose, God, we, that you would be in the center of it. I pray you would realign our lives, God, to be uh, just with you at the center of everything that we do. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. We love you, God. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a big hand. Amazing. And just lastly, if you don't know Jesus, man, what an amazing day to know Jesus today. Maybe you just took communion for the very first time. That's amazing. That's a huge step. I mean, really, if you just did that and from your heart, I believe that Jesus is coming into your life right now. And uh, if you would like to pray a prayer, just inviting Jesus into your life, receiving today, just like he said, would you receive? Would you receive the bread of life? Would you receive the cup of forgiveness? and a new covenant with God, would you receive that today? I'm going to pray a really simple prayer. I'd invite you to pray it with me. And I believe God will answer that prayer for you today. All right. Why don't you pray with me? Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a huge big hand. Amazing. Well, I hope you guys are blessed by communion today. Um, I hope that this becomes a normal pattern in your life and you experience the power of communion on the regular. And uh, next week is going to be powerful. We're going to talk about everything that happened on the cross. It's going to be a powerful day. Uh, Pastor Adrian is going to be speaking. And then we've got Pastor Rod talking about Resurrection Sunday. It's going to be a powerful Easter time. So get your family ready for it. Get yourself ready to celebrate Easter together. God bless you. Have an amazing week and we'll see you back here at church next week. Well, thank you so much for watching. We really hope that you've been encouraged. Come on, we have so much great content coming out all the time. So if you haven't already, make sure you've subscribed on YouTube. Download our podcast. And check out our weekly services. Also, if you want to give, go to our website or our app. And you'll see lots of giving options there. And we'll see you next time.